Happy Monday. It's a great day. It's Monday, December 23rd, 2019, uh, here at the Lex Media Studios. Uh, my name is Dan Broskel. I'm here with my good friend, Dave, Dave. Geller. Um, Dave's a Lexington resident. I live in Bedford, but I'm quite familiar with Lexington. And we are also joined by Julie Manoogian. Hey ho. What's That's up? a hard G. It's a hard Manoogian. It's a hard yeah, G. And a lot of O's. There you go. Yeah, and a lot of O's. Mm, a lot of O's. <laughs> so Dave says it's a hard G. I would say it's a hard G. You you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Dave, what are we doing here? We're just talking about different things and letting people know what we know. And, you know, really, what what do we know? So I would just suggest to you that the tentative name for this podcast, which I could say would perhaps change, is what do we know? And depending on the inflection of that phrase, it could mean a few different things. Like, what do we know? I don't know. How about some facts? What do we know? I have no idea what we know. What do we know? No, very factually. I'm very confident in these facts or those facts. Um, I think before we get to that, though, I would just say... Um, Let's talk about each other. Some, I'm going to talk about you, Dave, for a minute, and I'm going to introduce you. Awesome. And then, and then you're going to tell me what I'm missing, and then we can flip that around and see how it goes. So uh, Dave Geller from the Twin Cities of Lewiston, Auburn, Maine, actually from Auburn. I think I was just corrected. Uh, Dave is a doctor. Um, he's a doctor now at Bedford Pediatrics on North Road in Bedford. Sees many patients in the greater Lexington, Bedford area. Uh, Dave has a beautiful wife, three wonderful daughters. He's a good dude with diverse interests. I would suggest to you he's really curious about, uh, you know, sports, perhaps the, the world in general, uh, certainly, uh, you know, Judaism in general, very committed to his synagogue and spiritual life, uh, serves on the Board of Health in Lexington, uh, likes to run, and maybe goes to BSC to lift some weights every now and again. Is that a fair explanation? I think that uh, sums it up pretty nicely. All right. That's, that's all we need to know. And then there's Dan Brosgall. Broskel, Brosgal, Brozzy Bros. More of a s than a z. Yeah. I'm still working on that. So, Dan, what do I know about you? Silence. Silence. Belmont from Belmont, lives in Bedford, yeah. extremely active in the Bedford community. Father of five with a wonderful wife as well. Very active, runner, lifter, yoga-er. And now working at the, you can help me with this, the Bedford... School program? Uh, Bedford Recreation Kids Recreation Club. Kids, Kids Club. Club. And really been there for how many months now? Oh, let's say four and a half. And really kicking it hard. It's awesome. Sure. Uh, and how did we meet, Dave? How did we meet? Do you remember? Because I remember. I think it was during a, um, a run on the bike path in Lexington <laughs> when I was really chugging along. And I think I passed you. <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to catch up, and we had a little, a little back and forth there for a while. Uh, I think you're misremembering that. Maybe you can, you can. So you can, you I will, can. I will just say that I think uh, the the long story is so. Back when uh, my lovely wife Elizabeth and I were dating, we had were babysitting some, uh, some people she knew in Brookline. They happened to have uh, a friend who is a pediatrician. Um, we'll call that pediatrician Dr. Landis, Dr. Elizabeth Rebecca Chamberlain Landis. Um, our first son was born a month early, so we actually, you know, even though she wasn't seeing new patients, listed her as our pediatrician and saw her by accident. And then when we moved from Arlington to Bedford, she goes, oh, you should really think about my friend Dave Geller as your pediatrician. He actually married us. I think that you would like him. So after going back and forth to Arlington for a few months when we moved here, we paid a visit to you when your open houses, I think, in the late summer of 2000. I remember that well. called 2008 yeah. or 9. And then I think about, and then over the course of the next couple of years, you know, I would send you funny emails like, hey, there's a dumpster on fire behind your office. Which you were the eyes and ears for me when I wasn't true. there. Who needs a ring when you got Dan Roscoe living across the street? Sure. And then I think once you let me use the dumpster behind your house for an old couch, which we won't talk about. Um, and then I think one time I actually asked you out and we went to Flatbread. And I bought you some drinks. And then we started running every Friday, and that was, you know. I remember a little differently, though. So oh. I remember before we knew each other well, I was at the Lexington Public Library. And was it Elizabeth who came after me, your wife, with an a injured child that, she, that was in her care? What? And asked me for some medical advice, which I gave easily. And easily or easily? Well, no, <laughs> wasn't he? Not one of the five, easily Brosco. Um And then I don't know if it was through the office for that first meet and greet, you could say. But I remember, because as Dan mentioned about myself, I'm pretty active in my temple, as is Dan um, in many different ways. And I think we met, I think our, our eyes met one time at a, at a holiday service wow. in, the back, in the back of the room where we used to sit. And I think we said, well, maybe we should get to know each other better. 
and then I bought you some drinks. Uh, fair. I think that's probably pretty fair. Um, yeah, I think I remember from that open house, we were the last ones there, although we lived across the, the street, street from, yeah. the, from the practice. I almost locked the door on you so you couldn't come in. And then I just remember thinking, like, all these moms and dads are way older than us because that was probably the case. We were probably, you know, late 20s at that point. And I remember somebody asked a vaccination question, and you're like, yeah, we encourage vaccination. And, you know, and I think so do we. <laughs> So there we go. So, uh, you know, it is the first day of Hanukkah, Dave. So I was wondering, like, how was your first night? How did it go? It was awesome, actually. Yeah. I, all, all, of our, all of our kids, our, our young adult kids were home from college, and our younger one was there. My mom joined us, my sister and her boys. Oh, so boy. we, had a, we had a great Whoa. time. Hey, how about that? Yeah, how about yourself? You got any presents? Did, did I get any presents? Yeah, you. There's one pending from Jocelyn, my middle one. It's, an, it's a piece of art she's going to make for the office. Art, A-R-T. Hasn't 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 um, been formed yet, but she's going to um, create it um, with my ideas. Is it going to complement all the emus and llamas and zebras that are already up in the office? It's going to elevate the art game in the office. I might I might make it her studio. She's actually an art major at Skidmore College, uh, and she's been creating some great things. But how was your Hanukkah, your first night? Uh, it was good. It's, we we had a convergence of my dad's seventy fourth birthday. I think he came over. And then um, the celebrations, we had a big turkey. It was delicious. We did uh, candles and then eating and then presents. And I think, you know, it was sort of his night for presents. Um, I'm holding a couple in the back. And I bought myself a present, Dave, which you can probably see, which is an amazing T-shirt I found with all these different menorahs. I'm staring and then at the it. text that says, it's lit. I'm staring at it now. I stared at it last night on Instagram and yeah, Facebook. I hope you continue to wear it for all eight nights and days of Hanukkah. Yeah, doing laundry. Speaking of eight, how many Hanukkah or menorah did you have lit last night? Oh, one per person. It was a lot. Person. One per a kid one per or one per, one per everybody? One per it's person. It's a lot. Yeah, we had like eight going, nine going, whatever it was. I have to open up the windows. Yeah, we'll be okay. So uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, yay. Holiday season, New Year 2020 is coming, Dave. It's very exciting. I remember the year 2000. What were you doing in the millennium? Do you remember on the eve of 2000 what you were doing? I do not. You don't know what you were doing? Do uh, when, when the world was about to end with I Y2K, do you don't remember know. what you were doing? I think I was uh, rebooting my computer to be safe. Are you serious? Not, you don't know what you were Were you in med school by then? 90, 90, 99, 90, 90, 90, No, I was in Lexington. I was um, four yeah. years living in Lexington, and uh, med school was over. No, Sorry, it's all good. Dude. Sorry, dude. Yeah. It, the, one of the best things about Lexington is it's right next to Bedford. <laughs> right near <laughs> You're you. Right. And where's the Whole Foods? It's in Bedford. That's why, you know, we might have a, a leg up. Um, you don't know where you were doing on the on December thirty first, nineteen ninety. I do know what I was doing, but it, it probably it was. Probably be, <laughs> it, it was. I don't know if it's exciting to hear. I think it, I think I was um, coming home from a nice dinner out with my with my wife and family. And, and you didn't have kids yet, ninety nine, did you? Ninety nine. Jocelyn was born was, December second. Oh, so you yeah, were two so kids, two in kids, and yeah. yeah. So I think we were we were tucking them in early. Although they were they were very well known to be able to to go out late at night, and they actually never put a kink and actually upped our going out game i'd say we, you know we continued to be able to go out to restaurants and have some fun with them they were so you're the nights. first couple to ever have kids and then go out more exactly yeah, good job that was not my experience uh december 31st 1999 i was i slept outside on a rooftop in tel aviv true story and we watched the celebration i remember first in sydney like by the hour and then as the course of the day like saw what was happening and the world did not end and it was a beautiful night who was there with you i was on a trip for you know leadership and everything else so it was uh, it was a good time we had a good time. So that was 20 years ago, which is unbelievable. So how about that? Cool stuff. Um, Dave and I, well, by the way, our birthdays are very close together. We should tell people. My birthday is February 15th, and yours is... I'm waiting I for it. I forget. Is it February 18th? 18th, right? And this year we turn, uh, I think, 94 together combined. Is that right? What is 52 plus 18? Yeah, yeah. Okay, know. so we're turning 70 or 94 together. So happy birthday to us in February. We'll talk about it as we get closer to that date. So, uh, so what did you learn this week, Dave? Anything you learned this week? Anything new? You know, I would try to avoid politics. Um, what did I learn? Anything new in your, your knowledge? I learned like, like what, I, what I always remember is when when it snows. Yeah. Is before you drive on your driveway, shovel it <laughs> because you pack down that snow, turns the ice. You get a cold freeze, and you're doomed. And if your kids or wife slip on the ice, you're even more doomed. Mm. Do you had you had an incident free driveway experience the last no, week? I had or a, did something happen? I had an ice ice filled uh, ice filled driveway. And were there any issues that were attached to that ice or well, you just kinda of took it took it easy? Maybe someone going down walking the dogs, but other than that, huh. incident free. Incident free. Well one thing one thing I learned this week, which you know, maybe I assume you already know, Dave, but let me ask you, like what percentage of the brain do we use? 
At, at the moment? What is the what did you have at the moment? Like one. Now what's like what's the common thing? Oh, we I'm, only use ten percent of our I'm brand, gonna say blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna say twelve percent. Yeah, that's wrong. Oof. <laughs> actually the, Try me again. <laughs> so according to what I was reading, of course the internet never lies, Dave, but what, what I was reading was uh, the popular claim is that we don't use your brain, but actually we use most of it. So when you study do like measure brain activity, like you're using the whole thing. So uh, nice try, everybody. I thought you had asked me how much of the brain do we not use. Oh, like, yeah. Well, how close was as I? As you probably gathered by now, you know, we kind of talked fast, so maybe you, uh, maybe you missed it. You know, um, anything else you learned this week, Dave? Anything else you learned, picked up along the way? I learned a little bit about podcasting. Oh, oh yeah, really? <laughs> like, like what? How awesome it is? Like, don't get too close to the mic. <laughs> And drink a little water beforehand to prevent a dry mouth. Um, something else I learned, and this might be interesting to some people, the Patriots are not dead yet. They had a nice little win there the other day. Did you happen to watch the football game? I did. Mm -hmm. I'm always, I always enjoy a good game. You know, Patriots doing well. Celtics, okay. Um, Bruins. I would suggest that the Celtics are probably a little bit more than okay. You know what their record okay. is? No idea. Did you watch uh, Taco Falls? Uh, Introduction on Friday? I did not. Do you know who Taco Fall is? I do. All right, Taco is what, 7-6? He's a little taller than you. Plays for the main Red Claws, Dave, one of your favorite teams. I love the main Red Claws. There's some great, there's some great athletes who spend some time in Maine and then, and then move up. All right, so Taco is 7'5", 310 pounds, so basically kind of like me. Uh, and on Friday night, the crowd was chanting and chanting and chanting because the blowout like put in Taco and Brad Stevens was like encouraging the crowd to cheer louder. And then he called them in and he scored like four points and everybody went crazy. So Celts, by the way, 20 and seven, which is pretty much pretty good. That's ex so extremely good. So don't sleep on the Celts, um, but more importantly, don't, don't sleep on the Pats. There's still fight left in that champion. My particular perspective though, Dave, is that can they keep up with the Chiefs or the Texans or the Ravens if they're scoring 30 points? Right now, I would say the answer is no. So it's all on the defense. I believe that the Patriots will once again succeed. Succeed. Succeed, win. All right, that's great. I'm not being a homer. A homa. Homa. Um, do you know that you have an accent? I am more aware of it every time that you and I talk. Do you know that, our, that producer Julie has an accent too? I noticed that when I first met her. Julie, what, what did you pour us when we came into the studio today? I poured you a fresh glass of water. Water. And, and Dave, what are you drinking over there? A cup of what? Get a little cup of water. A cup of water. So It's funny, actually. I was in the, I was in the yeah. office last week talking to a young man, yeah. and I asked him where he sleeps. And he yeah. said, I, he was, I think he's five, and he said, I sleep in a car bed. And I said, oh, you sleep in a car bed? And he said, no, no, I sleep in a car bed. I said, no, you sleep in a car bed. He goes, no, a car bed. And I looked at the, his mom. I said, you know what's funny? Because usually the doctor has trouble understanding the kid. But in this case, <laughs> the, the kid, kid has no idea what I'm saying. Wait, so what were you trying to say? Car bed, car bed. What's a car a bed? A car bed, like a little Lightning McQueen. Exactly. Oh. 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 Is he saying carpet wrong? No, like, he's saying car bed. Car bed. C-A-R-B-E-D. No, I get, I get but you, you keep on forgetting D. the R when you, when you say I'm that. I'm not forgetting it. <laughs> My alphabet has about 24 letters in it. What did I say once about you? That you're, you had I have amb ambiguous amb consonants? Ambiguous vowels. Ambiguous vowels. They all blend together. Yeah, kind of. It's part of your charm. Yeah, so pre-caller yeah, pre, pre ID, I was always unable, not that I wanted to, but I was unable to make crank phone calls because my accent just kind of came across too easily. Were you making prank phone calls not in Auburn? In Auburn, Maine. Auburn, Maine. Didn't, back didn't everyone have an accent? <laughs> I mean, what is this? Not quite like mine. How would you distinguish the Maine accent versus the Boston accent versus like the Rhode Island accent because they're all different? And that's a tough one for me because I don't even know if I have one. So when I was when I was growing up, when, <laughs> okay. when, I, when I was growing up in Maine, people yeah. asked me where my accent was from. When it came down to Boston, mm. to Brandeis, which we can talk about. Oh, Brandeis! In a little bit, uh, people asked me where I was from as well. Um, I think it's just a for me, my accent is an amalgam of something. My dad referred to it as a speech impediment, huh. but. <laughs> Nothing against speech impediments, but I would I would just disagree that it's probably very dirty Maine. That's how I kind of describe it. I think I think it's a, I think it's a it's a the Maine accent to me is a not only how you say things, but the colloquial way that you say them, the phrase that you say them as well. So but what does that mean? No, nobody here in Lexington understands that. No one understands what I just said. Actually, <laughs> no, just um, you know, just just ways you know whether it's you know you know you know the Massachusetts is wicked, you know whatnot. But um, you know, but just there's just ways that we say things and how we say them, and it's 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 you can you can tell the real Mainers, and I and I would consider myself one of those people. Although I've never hunted or <laughs> I have fished. It's great. <laughs> You've also spotted some bald eagles up on the lake in Maine. I have mistaken. seen some of those bald eagles. It's ama amazing what you'll see. I'm, we're always looking for wildlife when we're driving up. My, my wife is always looking for moose. 
Have he, you ever seen a moose? I've never seen a moose in all my years in New Hampshire and Maine. I'm really upset about it. So we, because she loves them so much, we actually, um, I've never seen one live just walking across the street, but we did go on a, we did go on a moose tour, uh, tour, which was quite interesting as you're driving in a little mini bus up and down the Kankamangas Highway, searching for moose with a spotlight. Um, and? And we saw some moose. Actually, the, the guide was unable to spot them, but my wife was. What? And uh, it was very interesting as we chased these moose, unfortunately, with our spotlight and minivan into the woods every time we saw them. Is it a van or is it like an off-road vehicle with this tracks? Was a thing. We just drove up and down 93, back and forth, what? making U-turns, looking for moose. You mean the, the Kankamagus or, yeah, or, this, or 93, yeah. right? I think it was a little, yeah, it was Kankamagus. It was, it was um, but it's not, it, it's, it wasn't one, the best tour, I'd say. There are a bit, way better tours you can go up, way up north. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, so, so the answer to the question is I've, I have seen moose, but. I've never seen a moose. You've never been to the zoo and seen a moose? I have been you to should, the science museum and seen the fake moose. Actually, there's a or the stuffed moose. The right? Maine Wildlife Museum up up in um, Gray, Maine. I think Gray, Maine. That's where the exit is on the main turnpike. Has oh. has moose up there that you can see live. Uh, well, next time I'm up, I'm up at Gray, Maine. I will check out. I might check out the the moose. Who knows? Um, so we have different expertises. Uh, Doctor Geller, you are a Doctor. pediatrician of some note. Sitting on the board of health in Lexington, definitely understand that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm coming from an ed- educational perspective, having been you know, a teacher, a program director, and et cetera. Um, there's probably stuff that's at the intersection of education and medicine and wellness and kids, which we would find interesting to talk about. You know, you know, we missed a couple of things. We talked about school start time. We talked about student stress. We talked about MCAS. Um, you know, w- let's pick one. You know, so what do you think about start times? What do you think about the times that schools start? Is it too early? Is it too late? Is it just right? Is the science not clear? What do you think? That's a very good question, yeah. Daniel Brown. It's like eight questions at once. I'm pretty yeah. good at that. Pick pick the one that you like. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll um, I'll take a step back and and see what we what we know. What do we know? What do you actually? Well, we actually know, we know <laughs> about how important sleep is to mm-hmm. not only our brains but the developing brain. Mm-hmm. And and actually, some of the the big research came out a couple of years ago from Brandeis University. Brandeis University, yeah. hey, where they won the Nobel Prize um, from their sleep studies on the right. wait for it. Drosophilia melanogaster. That was um, fruit flies. Thank you. Very good. Look so, at that. You like that, Julie? Dropping so the, dropping the so much. Knowledge. So there's a lot yes, of very I mean, impressive. You know, looking across as someone who exercises a lot, and, and that'd be you, and maybe Julie. Um, uh, every day. <laughs> every day. Now we're doing cardio. Is that now we're power? Is that we know that that sleep is as important as exercise if not more important and i think that oh, good <laughs> no no <laughs> wake up over there take a nap so i don't wake have up. to work out so yeah i mean start times start times can be early especially uh in in these areas with all the schools and the buses and getting to school on time and getting out of school on time for your after school program so um, dave when you went to little high school in Edward, Edward Little, little High it's School. It's not Little. It's E-L-H-S. Little, little High School. It was, actually, it was actually a big high school. Okay, for so Dave still wears his uh, 1980s red cotton ELHS gear. Um, when did high school start for you? Do you remember? It's a great question. Again, I think it was around 8 o'clock. Okay, I think I started like 737, right? Yeah. And I think it hasn't changed much, at least in, in, in the metropolitan Belmont. Lexington, you know, Minuteman corridor. Um, yet, you know, some districts I think around here are looking at later start times or flip flopping. You know, the littler kids in elementary school starting earlier and the high school and middle school starting later for what they claim is, and could very well be, you know, scientific evidence that you know older kids need more sleep and younger kids don't. And in my experience, my little kids get up without a challenge. And the older ones kind of grump about it. Hmm. Um, so you know, in in a, in a dream world, they would you say, yeah, it would be it may be better if there weren't any other issues at stake to have. Elementary school starting at eight and high school starting at nine. You know, I mean, we're talking about practices and sports events that happen after school. Would that would that might might that be better? I think that would be better. I think that it it's, it's creates um, conflicts on other sides in terms of. I mean, with with older kids, one of the things is they can drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Where if they don't have a license yet or a permit, yep. um, then it's going to be tough for them to get, get to school, especially if, they're, if their sure. parents are you know one of uh, both are working outside yep. the house. Um, yep. So it's. There's a, there's a lot of ramifications from it. I think that 
I think one of the things in this in our areas is it's the whole um, transit system with the buses and the timings and dropping you know younger kids off earlier or later or older kids off earlier and getting to school and and it's uh, it's a juggle and I, it seemed like it was easier. I think everything seemed simpler when we were younger, but it oh. seemed like it was simpler. I think that we, there was I don't I don't remember there being that many varied start times um, for the schools when growing up in Auburn, but there might have been. Uh, but there definitely weren't as many kids then, and uh, so yeah, I think it, I think it's complicated. I think that later start would be great, but then it, it, it does. If you speak to people in the know, like yourself, who is very involved in education, I think that that creates stuff on the backside as well that could be a problem. Yeah, I think I probably agree with you, and I think your comment. You know, things certainly seemed simpler when we, we were younger. That would be a good bit. Like, hey, what what used to be so obvious and easy, and, and what is not obvious and easy now? The answer is probably most things. <laughs> um, but you know, but you hear about like you know, you know, for example, if Acton Box Pro, you know, moves to starting starting time of ABHS, you know, to later, what's the cascading effect to dual county elite athletics in other towns and other schools? Um, you know, at least in Bedford, you know, there's no way to operate those buses you know, uh, on a reverse schedule. So there'd be more money we need to spend on buses and there isn't that much money available. So, you know, I would say, you know, let's wait and see. I, I do definitely understand and sympathize and appreciate that it's probably better to start high school later while acknowledging there's a challenge in getting there, um, both logistically and because of families and work schedules and driving, as you mentioned, and also budgetarily. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I'll, we'll watch it. And I think every year or three, someone comes to the school committee and I sit in the Bedford School Committee and, and talks about start time. And, and I think we listen and say, you know, you know we, we can't, I don't think we want to be the first ones to say, let's flip the start time of high school. But no, if, if a group, if the conference basically said, yeah, but we're into it, we might we might take a harder look at it, but it would be definitely expensive. So. Are there any schools right now that are actually looking at hard? Yeah, uh, I'm sure there are. And I don't want to sort of misrepresent, you know, who is and who isn't. I yeah. think AB does, but, you know, that's, um, I could also be wrong. And I think I'm frequently wrong. So there we go. But I think your comment about, you know, let's lament for a second the traffic and transit reality, you know, in, in, yeah. in our in our in our segment that we were like, you know, but what do we actually know about things that we have no expertise in? Like, I have no recommendations per se about traffic and transit improvements in metropolitan Boston. You know, we both have the good fortune now of working pretty close to home. Exactly. But for 20 years, I would drive back and forth on 128, uh, you know, from this area to Newton. And I just appreciate there's never less traffic. There are always more cars. Um, the T is broken. And, uh, and there's no money to support infrastructure expansion. So I remember looking in the Globe, I think two weeks ago or somewhere on Twitter that had tweeted out, you know, the original plan for the full reach of the MBTA lines, which included the red line coming all the way out across 128 to like Hartwell Avenue in Lexington mm. um, on the old railroad right of way, which actually runs up directly in the middle of Route 2. And like, wouldn't that be cool to drive <laughs> up the Park Avenue hill on, on, on Route 2 and see like the red line above ground? That'd be very like that would be pretty cool. Be very yes. neat. And I'm a transportation nerd, which we could also talk about. But when I was a kid, Dave, I would actually read airplane schedules and train schedules and bus schedules and figure out how to get from point A to point B. And if I'm bored with like a kid who I'm tutoring or work with, I'm like, hey, like, let's play a game. Like, guess how long it will take you to fly from Boston to like pick a random city in the middle of nowhere? So how long would it take to fly to Antonin, Arrivo, Madagascar, right? How much would it cost? What's the hours? Where's the layover? And that's a dorky game that I like to play, which we will not play on this podcast together. I was hoping you would say that. So just Wait, you, don't, you don't want to play that game with me? Fine. No. Whatever, dude. So, yeah, so so you're tutoring. Tell us a little bit about your tutoring that you've been doing recently. Um, I mean, not super exciting. I tutor kids with, you know, uh, bar mitzvah skills and, and Hebrew language and stuff. So that's uh, sort of a side gig I got. Um, How is your Hebrew language right it's now? Pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's uh, my Hebrew game is pretty is pretty good. Actually, I actually saw a patient in the office over the weekend whose English was not that good, and I was able to use Google Translate conversation oh to facilitate a, a conversation between us. It was, it was very neat, and they were they were they were very impressed that we that 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 technology was out there. Well, I think the future of you know of AI is like, hey, walk down the street in any in any city in the world and just talk to your phone and have instant translation. Wouldn't that be cool? You know. Yeah, I, mean, I was talking talking to my older daughters about. I wonder, you know, with with the languages that you're learning in school, like how how much how pertinent is that with that kind of AI in the future? Wouldn't it be sad though if we didn't teach foreign language anymore? I I think it, it would be sad. sad. What was your What was your language in high school? Uh, I took French. And how often? I took seven you, years of French. Can you still speak it? So it's a really good question. I mean, the problem is, you know, you know, and I think what I found and people talk about, like when they take one language and then they learn another, 
they kind of forget the first one unless they're really like skilled at linguistics. And I would say I'm not. So, um, you know, when I really learned Hebrew, you know, age 18 to, you know, 24, I kind of forgot the French. But I, I can sort of carry on a baseline conversation. At Thanksgiving this year, we had, I think, 25 people, including a new family that moved to Bedford from uh, from Paris. So there was, you know, the four of them. And then my mother-in-law uh, was a French teacher for her whole career. And then hmm. we have other friends who are French-Canadian. So there was like a French-speaking table, um, which some of the kids who take French, our kids all take French, kind of participated in. Um, yeah, but I appreciate, you know, French language and uh, and, and remember a little bit. And if, if you threw me down in the middle of Montreal, right, or, or Paris, um, I could, you know, probably spend a couple of days remembering a few things. But it, I would not say it's a strong French game. I grew up in where I grew up in Auburn, which is Lewiston, Auburn. There's a very large French Canadian population. The Twin Cities. The Twin Cities. <laughs> famous Twin Cities. People, LA. They're like, which LA? The Lewiston, Auburn the one. The one that counts. But yeah, there's a very strong French Canadian. Um, so you might fit in very well there with your Sacre Bleu. Sacre Bleu. <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, you could, maybe you're wrong, but I think that what used to happen in like the 19th century is that the French Canadians would come down to New England to work in the mills and the textile mills. And then go back to you know Quebec in the off season. So that was a half of my wife's family was French Canadian, and they would come down and work the mills, and then go back to exactly right. You know, rural Quebec. And then you know, her funny story is, you know, I think her great grandfather um, wanted to be a fireman, um, but in Pawtucket in like the 19th century, all the firemen were Irish, hmm. and like they didn't want any French Canadian guys like hanging out in the fire truck. So his name was like Sylvestre. Um, so they actually just called him Sully. And said he was Irish, and they let him be a firefighter in Pawtucket, sort of breaking the glass ceiling for non-Irishmen in, in Central Falls 150 years ago, which is kind of a cool story. Very cool. Yeah. So, Sully. Sully. I love Sully. I know a couple of Sullys. I'm sure you do, too. I like a couple of Sullys, and they are straight Irish. Very Irish. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we, we had another idea about that uh that we talk about Dave that was called you know what's up with that like something absurd that we've seen in the world this week um you know you know the benefit of social media and and always reading the news is you can find the most ridiculous things ever which pop up in your news feed so the one I enjoyed the most this week um do you know what Florida man is Dave I do not know what Florida Julie man do you know what Florida man is I do not you do not know what Florida man is no. this is like the meme of all memes well, come on oh, shoot. So, I, thought, I thought it was mem well, you know, that's funny. That's an argument which I always don't want to have with people because I'm pretty convinced that it's meme. And uh, you are correct. Yeah. You but are some correct. people insist, and they could be right. Like, who am I to say, like, this is, the, like, this is something for the kids, not really for me. Um, but, you know, I think the theory about, behind Florida Man is, like, strange things happen in Florida. Like, there's always True. this news item, like, so-and-so, you know, or, or, like. A Florida man. Yeah. Flor so here, you know, according to the internet, Julie. And as I've said to you before, the internet never lies. Here, here's, yes. here's the direct quote from a site which must not be named. Florida man is an internet meme, or mem, popularized in 2013, which was about six and a half years ago, uh, in which the phrase, phrase, Florida man is taken from various unrelated news articles describing people who hail from or live in Florida uh, and interpreted as the name of a fumbling superhero. Internet users typically submit links to news stories and articles about unusual or strange crimes or events occurring in Florida, particularly those where Florida man is mentioned in the headline and has been wreaking havoc. So in the Florida man, Florida man news last week, I love this one. Uh, Florida man, the Florida man who was killed by an alligator but as it turns out, he died from a meth overdose before he was eaten by the alligator. And you can't make that stuff up, and it only happens in Florida. Man. So that's what I learned this week. That is a great... Yeah, Florida um, man yeah. had a problem with meth, but ended up dead by alligator, but not really dead by an alligator. So how do they how do they uncover this? I assume there's an autopsy, Dr. Geller. No, but, did, but was the alligator alligator found? Maybe they found the alligator freaking out. No, no, <laughs> man, no, no, meth. That's what happens, when, happens when the alligator does meth and human at the same time. Uh, Probably, I don't know. The human problem probably didn't affect him too much. One of my favorite things I've seen recently, and actually not that recently, was the was the person who bought a dog, and when they brought it to the vet, it actually wasn't a dog. It was a small bear. What? Oh, my uh, God. That's so great. Who sold them the not, <laughs> just, the not dog Just bear? rub the little doggy. Oh, that's not a doggy. That's a bear. About? No, it's a true, it's a true, well, I saw it on the internet, so. Was that in Florida? No, no, it was a, I'm not saying it was a Maine. Lexington, I'm, Lexington I'm trying, Man buys a bear uh, no, by accident. That, I'm glad that would, that would divert the attention from Maine to Florida. Uh, Anybody uh, want more water refill? Water? My, water. My, my, my water. Cool, fresh water. I wouldn't suggest you. I have the most flat accent of the three of us, right? 
I don't like, notice. Do you accents. hear inflections that I'm because I don't know. I think you're trying too hard. I'm trying too hard to not yeah. have an accent. I'm, I I I notice Julie's accent. Do you um, take those like online quizzes that says like what do you call this word? How do you pronounce this word? And that tells you where you're from. And you're like, oh, it's never gonna work. It actually works. Like, oh, you live in the Northeast and that. I'm like, oh, I actually do. But I don't think I have an accent. I haven't tried the quiz yet. Well, it's like saying wicked versus hella, right? Because if from the West Coast, you don't say wicked, you say hella. But in New England, you say wicked. And wicked. I love wicked. that word. But you didn't grow up with wicked, Julie. Did that no, make it to Philly? My f- no, wicked is a New England thing, but it was one of my f- favorite words to adopt when I'm, once I became a New Englander. What was the wicked. Philly equivalent to wicked? There wasn't one. Um, super. Super. Like I'm super excited. Yeah, super. I think so. No, I'm really, really, really. really? Oh, <laughs> I'm really. so excited. I can tell you, I'm like really excited here. This explains a lot about Philadelphia. Oh, I'm just kidding. My grand, my dad's from Philadelphia. Your dad is from Philadelphia. You knew that. Maybe you didn't. I did know that. I was born in Philly. Went to Central High in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Same high school as Bill Cosby, which used, which used to be more exciting than yeah. it is right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he know Will Where's Smith? You? Did he know Will Smith? I think he was a little bit older than Will Wasn't Smith. Wasn't your dad the bar boy for the Sixers back in the? <clears throat> no, but he was. The, the class brain. With the class brain. My dad, was, my, my dad got a perfect score in his SATs, went to Amherst for free. Like, he was a smart dude. No he still, way. still is a smart dude. SATs. Right? So you took SATs, right? Uh, I did. Back, th- when, back then, oh, I, I don't want to date you. you know, we, well, we, we, we already talked about how I was 42, but or almost 42. I just dated so you. There we, um, go. we dated. <laughs> SATs. Yeah. Uh, ACTs, were, were those around as well back then? They were, but no one took them. No one took them. Do you remember your, your best SAT? How many times did you take the SATs? Oh, once. And what did you get? Well, like, I got a 1440 out of 1600. You got a 1440? Yeah. He's a smarty forty. That's wicked impressive. Wicked impressive. All right. Uh, you know, I was a kid that loved the standardized tests. Really? Like, I never minded them. Like, yeah, remember the Iowa test? Took the yeah, Iowa very, test, very right? Well. You know, yeah. at one point I took an IQ test, I think. But like, I love standardized tests. Standardized. What, may I ask why? They just weren't hard. Like, I'm like, oh, I love the bubbles. I was always done early. You know, I could just sort of relax. Like the bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> No computer. Take, take those tests online. SATs, Iowa test, and where is your accent from test? Yeah. My, one of my that's just, a, that's just a click now, right? I'm very pro-test. No, that's not true. I hate this. I hate the MCAS now. That's also not true. Um, but <laughs> I mean, so I mean, speaking of, I mean, this is also sort of relevant to, you know, to what we think we understand about the world. So um, as you may know, you know, the, the MCAS and the MCAS, you know, next generation tests, which all of our kids take at specific grades, is going to move to electronic only, you know. And I think for people that grew up on paper tests, it's hard to see, hard to see like it's better taking the electronic tests. And, you know, when Bedford adopted, you know, first Park, you know, the Pearson test as an experiment and then to MCAS, you know, the challenge, you know, first of all, you need to have devices for everybody, which isn't free. Um, then you got to realize, you know, will the connectivity work and what are the challenges with the test administration? Um, no, but I think, you know, the adults in the room um, kind of didn't think that all electronic testing was a good idea. Like, I would say it's probably harder to do math on a tablet than with a pen and a paper. I think the research says it's better to write things down and remember them than to type them out. There's actually brain science which says that's true. Um, but last fall, I was lucky to be at the Lane School in Bedford with the state commissioner of education who came to Lane because Lane had the highest ELA scores in the state, which was really cool and a credit mm-hmm. to the principal and the staff over there. And at the end of the tour, and he saw you know the autism program and some reading and some math teaching, which was really good. And then he brought like a panel of fifteen kids together in the library, um, and he asked them specifically, like, how do you feel about the electronic testing? And this was after like a few adults had said like we don't like it, and the kids were like, oh, it's fine. Hmm. So you know we think we know what's better for the kids. The kids are saying that you know the electronic testing is fine. Um, I would say the science might point to you know it. You know, at least the writing piece or the understanding piece being different for writing versus typing. But kids are very comfortable in that digital space, even with the testing, which I did find surprising. But, you know, as our kids are um, being raised as digital natives, um, it's different than you and I who are not digital natives. I did not know any of this. Yeah. Would you, would you do you think you're Gen X, Dave? Or do you qualify as Gen mm. X? I think you are. I think I'm not. I'm, I'm not. A, I realize I'm not a boomer. You are not a of boomer. Of course not. You are not a okay boomer. <laughs> <I would> no. <laughs> What would like, what does Generation X mean to you, right? You know, I, th- I always felt like when like like in the '90s, like that felt like it was the kids who were a little bit older than me. But that would have been you, you know, because you were a little bit older I, than that, me in the '90s. That you know, me. it was the um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High people. That that was me. So you know, Generation X, if you ask somebody, would suggest it's from like the early '60s to the late '70s, which feels like you. Your birthday. It mean. is me. But yeah. so, but you know, I would say I read this weekend. And I really like this, and I think this really explains where you and I might be coming from. 
Because I remember getting a cell phone and then and then getting rid of it because I thought it wasn't necessary. You did what? I got a cell phone. And you got rid of and it. And I got rid of it in like 97. Who need, and I would yell at people at Brandon's like, put away your cell phone in the dining hall. You don't need that. Who do you think you are? Anyway, um, this is Gen X, according to somebody, which I read. Uh, just think of all the things, Dave, Julie, that have come and gone in our lifetimes. All the would-be futures we watched age into obsolescence. CD, DVD, answering machine, Walkman, mixtape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, so hold on. Sad. MTV, yeah. No. Video store. Mall. Black no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, done. I'll, I'll let you oh, finish. I'm, I'm uh, mall. Stop. No, mall. We'll come back to mall in a the second. Mall. The mall. There, hold on. There were still some rotary phones around, yes, in our childhood. Now it's nothing but virtual buttons. Does that make you feel melancholy, Dave? Um, not at all. Really? I think uh, the the progression of technology is not always a bad thing. Yeah. I can remember when my, my father got his first car phone, car, C-A-R phone, in his car. And it was basically a phone that you would hang on the wall of your house with a with the handset and the yeah. curly cord that was basically plugged into this big box in the middle of between our seats. And he'd be talking on it in town, driving around in his big black town car, and people thought he was talking on a what? toy. Okay, hold on. So let, let's just say your, your dad was a rosa rabbi. Yeah. So why was he getting calls in the, were there like urgent rabbinic matters <laughs> wait, wait, in, oh, in the Twin Cities wait, that required his attention immediately? This. He was a rabbi in a town car with a car phone. <laughs> with a car What's going on? He was a, I, sure he wasn't my, a gangster? My, <laughs> my, dad, my, dad, my dad had it going on. <laughs> I remember. Wasn't he also a pilot? My dad, my dad did many things. He was a, he was a rabbi. Yeah. He was a speech pathologist. Go figure. What? Yeah, graduated BU. How does that explain your accent. I, we're still we're still wondering. He he flew planes. He wrote children's books. He, my dad did a lot of things. Um, I'd like to think that that a lot of him is in me. And that's, that's why we're sitting here today. Wow. But I remember when my dad felt he made it big. He grew so he grew up in Dorchester. Yeah. Um, and moved up to Maine. That's where he became a rabbi. Well, that's where he, well, he, he was trained he was somewhere trained, else. He was trained in Maine. <laughs> yeah. dispatched, dispatched to Down East. In Maine, you can just become a rabbi <laughs> and a lumberjack and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was he lumberjack? Yeah, actually, actually, we didn't talk some, about that. Some of my friends referred to him as the lumberjack rabbi. He was a big man. What? But yeah, but how we, big was he? Was he as tall as you? He was six six two. He, he was six two. Yeah, but he's probably like two hundred forty, two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. Was he like thick or was he like? I mean, so he was benching. He was benching the Torah scrolls. No. <laughs> He was a big about. man. Yeah, I'll show you some pictures at some point. Um, oh my God. But anyways, I remember when he said, talking about technology, when he made it big, when he was, you know, when he felt he was really arrived, he had in his office on Court Street in Auburn, Maine. He, Qu- that's he, Court for those who want to know what he actually said. He had, he had a, a shelf put in his office, and on that shelf he put four black and white TVs. And mind you, these were black and white TVs that you couldn't, that had no remote control. Yeah, to do the turn the knob. But yeah, he yeah. could he could watch. He he was so excited he could watch stations. You know, channel four, five. You got channel seven. four and five all the way up in Maine. Up in Maine. Well, it was fifty six and thirty eight, maybe sixty eight, forty four, twenty five. But he turned the knob, right? Yeah, yeah, but this is a man who grew up in. You know, remember when he when he first got his first TV? You know, so he was so excited he could actually watch four different stations at the same time. That was a big deal for him. That's a cool way to watch TV. Oh yeah, except he had to get up and um, you know, change the channels himself. But uh, so it was like picture oh, in picture. Was, yeah, wow. <laughs> picture oh next God. to picture, oh next God. to picture. What, what do you what, what do you watch now, Dave? What are you watching on the on, on whatever you are now? Do you watch TV or do you do like Netflix? Like, an, what do you do? I do a lot of Netflix. You do Prime because I don't, I mean no, you go first. No, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you tell me. I asked you. What are you watching? When I'm right right now, I'm watching. To be honest, which I will be, uh, six is it six feet underground? Six underground? It's six a, feet under? No, it's a Netflix show with Ryan. Philippi. How do you say his last name? Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, who knows? It's and 50, 50 I, chance and I just finished watching the story of Bikram Yoga, which uh, was extremely <laughs> oh, interesting and disturbing. That interesting. Isn't that shady? Where Isn't that was a little that? bit shady? It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's a little, Isn't that it's, a little bit shady? It's yeah, very yeah, disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very oh, disturbing. so it's not like a legit documentary? No, it's a real, no, no it's, a real, it's a real documentary on a, on a gentleman who did things, I'd say, inappropriately. Hmm. Um, oh. It's actually worth, it's a worth a watch. It'll make you look at uh, that kind of yoga a little differently, unfortunately. But oh. you're just a a, a a man that made some bad choices, I'd say. Wow. And still, it sounds like he may still be making them. But anyways, that's what I'm, I've watched recently. How about yourself, Dan? Well, hold on one sec. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, there, th- there are more things I want to say. Okay. Do you remember getting cable television? 
I sure do. I remember getting the box on top of my When was that? TV. What year was that? Do you remember that what was, year it was? That was, I'm going to say, 82, 83, probably. So famously, Belmont, Belmont was like the last town around you to get cable. I remember they, then they walked around the neighborhood the year before like, oh, the cable vision's coming. You're like, yes, we're getting cable. Yeah. I think it was 1989. Wow. Yeah, so we were like late to the cable game. Yeah, because I remember seeing MTV, you know, the first, yeah. the first show. And do, you, and do you still – so have you um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I'm forgetting. Like not unplugged. Do I still have cable? Do you still have cable? That's yes. what I'm asking you. Yes. All right. Yeah, so do we. I'm like, it's fine. I've gone back and forth with I think between it's fine. getting rid of it. And I, think like, I don't subscribe to streaming services, right? So this is the next thing. Like, do we actually jump off of that bridge or not? Like, right now, I'm leaning no, just because, like, we don't watch that much stuff. Do you still have a, a home uh, landline? We do. I wish, but no, I, I, I actually, I, I'm not going to, you know. Like, philosophically, I don't really think we need one. My wife thinks we do. Like, it's fine. We have seven people living there. We have seven people in the house. And, like, who actually uses the phone? Like, me and my wife. Um, but, no, but I remember, you know, and, and this is sort of, a, you know, the melancholy of the 90s when I was doing things, you know, untethered to, you know, to one's phone. I just remember, like, going out and, like, mm-hmm. figuring it out on the way, you know? Oh, yeah. and, like, come back and check the answering machine. Yeah. And somebody's, like, and going home and, and not having to check my email on my phone. Like, that's actually a little bit better. Does that outweigh the benefit of sort of you know the way we've all become closer together and connected i mean it is what it is it's probably it's probably better now you know I think we're able to a- make connections more comfortably without the pressure of being in social situations which we're not comfortable in like i respect that but i also miss a little bit you know some of that and, and i think you no know, there, there's a name for the generation that's in between x and whatever we're doing now and i forget but all my friends post about it every now and again like you were the first one you know, to test out a cell phone and, and da, 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 like I did. So we're, we're something different than X, I think. Why? I don't know. But maybe, that's right. maybe it's Y. Well, we, right? are, we are X, Y. But like, I remember, but, I remember like, like ta- going home from sixth grade and, and taping you know, Totally Polly on MTV, oh, yeah. right? I mean, that was felt really important rem- to me as a 12-year-old that wasn't that cool. Right? I remember singing from the television set with a microphone yeah. on a tape recorder recording Shanana episodes oh for the music and making a my first mixtape that me and my father could listen God, to in his car on, in, on his cassette you player. mixtape to listen with your father? Yeah. And it That's was, unusual. And, and, it was, and, it was, and, it, and, and it was, you know, mono on mono, basically. It was, a, it was a tape. I still have these tapes of, you know, Shanana's, you know, me wow. every so often hitting the television set with a microphone. That's crazy. Um, I can bring them in. We'll pass. Uh, and, and the mall. And, like, the mall is a thing. Like, I grew up, and it was, like, you either went to the Arsenal Mall in Watertown. That was a good, good where mall. Where they put the, the Boston Gardens, which is under a you know, gigantic renovation, which you may have read about in the Globe this weekend. What uh, are they and doing then the, there? Uh, they're everything, you know, mixed use. And, you know, they want young professionals to live there because it's right. close to transit. And there's going to be a, oh, yeah. a seven-theater movie theater and, like, outdoor pavilions. And, like, just not the mall. And sure. then you think about the Burlington Mall, like when it was built, where does it become? I used to go there all the time. Now it's being redeveloped. You think about like up in Bill Ricca, where we spent some time, like where the Planet Fitness is and the Kmart used to be a whole indoor mall. Now it's just storefronts. So, you know, this is just me saying we all acknowledge that retail is changing. I think kids actually still go to the mall. I think, you know, m- you know mine generally don't. But, you know, the future of the mall interests me. Like what's going to happen? Hmm. You think it's going to be more online shopping or in the retail? Well, uh, Brick and mortar is going to go away? I think kids need some place to go. Yeah. Somewhere to walk around. Way. So, like, you know, you know where your girls went, you know. I know where my son's hanging out. They're still going to the movies. They're still, like, doing – they're yeah. going bowling. You know, they're doing stuff. But, yeah. like, going to the mall, like, as a regular weekly habit, I think doesn't happen. It's not, I it's, think it, it doesn't it was happen. Easy, you know? I think it was more easily accessible. I think the kids would be going a little bit more. But well, um, what, about, what about Uber? Oop, uh, what about Uber? We're not talking. Was that, was, this is not. This is not. Wait, wait, the, this was, is not the Uber. Was that episode. before or after the CDs and DVDs came and went? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, but what am I watching? Thanks for asking. Um, so as a matter of, so here's the thing. This is funny. So you know, we have we have shows that we watch, you know, together. You know, which are just sort of network shows. We watch FBI. You know, um, FBI. FBI. It's like it's called FBI. It's a good show. It's a good FBI. Show. Um, Do you know that? Show we watched really? This Is Us for a while, yeah. and then I got really tired of This Is mm-hmm. Us because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Uh, it was too. It always worked out too well, you know. Even though Jack died. Anyway. Got pretty. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler, oh. alert. spoiler alert! He died early on. Um, I need to catch up. No, not anymore. Do you remember when the theory was Jack died in 9/11, but then it ended up that he died in a fire? Do you remember that theory? I do. Yeah, I think I told you about that theory. I think I gave you that theory. No, I think I gave you that. Theory. Um, actually, I remember who I heard it from. So, ha. Um, but interestingly, so this is funny and ironic, perhaps, and, and just goes to show that you never know. So. 
I'm sure some of you are familiar with the show Game of Thrones, right? Thing. It's a never thing. seen so it. So never watched, never, ever, ever watched it Maybe. and just totally gave people like, like, I don't want to hear about your Game of Thrones thoughts for eight years. Like, I really don't care about it. And I listen to podcasts and I just like stopped them when the Game of Thrones segment came on. But, you know, we were sitting there at Thanksgiving and we just finished something. My wife and I, I'm like, what do you want to watch? She goes, oh, you want to watch Game of Thrones? I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I don't think it's our kind of show, but like, let's see what happens. That was a very nice answer. No, but like we watched four seasons in three and a half weeks. So like we're going to finish the whole thing, I think. I was told that it's tough in the beginning. It's not that good in the beginning, but you have to stay with it. No, it was pretty good. It was that? pretty good at the beginning. That was pretty good. Really? I mean, there's a lot going so on in the in. show. So like we're like asking questions of each other, like in between, like what's going to happen? How do you, and can you believe that happened? And um, like no show is perfect, but wow. You're enjoying um, it. It's I'm great. enjoying it. And now what else? I'm watching. I'm watching Mr. Robot, which I think I've talked to you about on my mm-hmm. own, which is great. But again, I mean, starring uh, Rami Malek, right? Yes. The problem with that show, I find, is that sort of every other episode is good, and it's mm-hmm. the last season, and I just want it to end so we can, we can be done with it, and I feel like I can stop watching it. Um, and what else? I'm queued up next. I want to watch the third season of Fabulous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, although. Second season wasn't that good. Lost my, you know? lost my interest. Yeah, lost my interest. right. Well, I mean, that show, like, the first four episodes were great. And then, like, yeah. the last part of the first season wasn't so great. I'm waiting for the third season of Ozark to come out. Don't even know what that is. And then I also want to watch is the it, next is season. Is it because you don't know what I just said? I think you said Ozark. Yes, it's like a good show. Ozark. All right, back. <laughs> so how is it watching Game of Thrones with, with your wife? It's a, it's a little violent. It's a little whatever. It's a little It's a little not G-rated. Yeah. Um, I think we do a good job watching it together. I mean, it's really compelling, not just the gross parts. Um, where do you watch it on, where, at this point? Where do you get it? Uh, so it's a really good question. So, so we <laughs> is it legal? No, it's very. This is no, no. It no, sounds no. like it sounds like how I got cable back in the eighties. No, no, right in the black box. Um, or are you gonna say old-fashioned DVD? No, well, that would have been one option, right? We actually went there route until I realized I could actually rearrange what I'm paying for on cable to get HBO and not get channels that we don't watch. You know what I mean? So like oh, you do this package and you get all these channels, but like they don't care, but it costs the same, just get HBO and a little bit less. So for now, we'll try that out. And there's other shows like on HBO that I'm curious about watching, like Silicon Valley, which I heard was very funny and some other stuff. So we'll try it out, you know, but like we're just binging like a lot. So it's kind of fun. That's like we're great. like up late and like, you know, it's- uh, Who's watching the kids? Yeah. At 10 the, o'clock the, at night, the what oldest are you doing? The older kids My kids are just going to bed. Kids. Yeah, they're going to, the, the, the kids go to bed. The kids go to bed, they're fine. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a late, it's a late show, right, for us. But it's cool, like I go to bed late and wake up early, so I'm not sleeping enough, Dave. So, How many um, hours a night do you get of sleep? Not enough, like six. Maybe we're talking about six. Oof. What did Dr. Geller say? I think oh, I used to. I used to get six hours of sleep a night. Now I get at least eight. That's ridiculous. A little broken. A little broken, but I, I, I'm usually in bed a little earlier. Yeah, the game which which Dave and I play is in it. We'll text each other, and then like someone won't respond because <laughs> they're in bed. Like, oh, what are you ignoring me now? You wake up in the morning. I'm sorry I missed that text. Yeah, sorry I missed that. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in the viewing stuff, which is cool. Um, now, I was asking about watching that show with Elizabeth, your wife, just because when I was younger and my wife, my future wife and I were dating. We you could say your name if you wanted to. I'll get there. <laughs> and I like saying future wife just brings it back. I hear you. Um, and we would, to just go out on dates, we would see any movie that was possible and, oh. and, sh- and just, to, just, just, to, just to hang out together. <laughs> so what did you see that you shouldn't I know, have seen? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> but thinking back, I mean, it, it, like, we saw Rambo, First Blood, like my, you know, Jen. Like the for original Rambo. The original Jen from oh First God. Blood. She sat through that. And we watched one of the, like, Dawn of the Dead movies, you know, together. She must and, love you, dude. And I know, I'm, exactly. I'm thinking back. What did she, what, just, just to watch those things together was, you know, I, I know Game of Thrones is a little violent, but. All good. People like it. Do you watch? Do you are you watching these shows together? Or are you watching these shows on your totally own? Totally separate. We, what is so? What is what is your wife that we won't say her name? What is she watching? Oh, that's a. Uh, Did she watch Bikram with you? Or she didn't watch Bikram. Oh, with she you? she just watched it. She just watched Was it. Was she yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's horrible? Yeah, she wow. as a yoga teacher yeah. instructor. You know, she. Uh, it, it, it was a very. That was a interesting thing to watch. Yeah. So. Wow. Yoga. We have to get you back to yoga again. Do you want to do the yoga thing right now? We can do like. What you mean right now? We, we, I'm not going. I'm not going to do like the yoga I'm, bit I'm, for I'm like not gonna, thirty seconds. I'm not going to put you through, through the poses. No, that's not. That's, no, I, I went to yoga Saturday night with her. Was it hot yoga? It was hot. And Bikram I'm a, yoga? No, it's um, vinyasa yoga, I, which you could you could ask me the differences. Uh, what does the word vinyasa mean, Dave? 
There we go. Got him. That was not my language in high school. Go <laughs> <laughs> up in Auburn, Maine. We didn't have that choice. Um, I don't. I do not know. But it's, uh, but it's it's a flow. It's a flow yoga, and, uh, and it doesn't have to be hot. So I think was it last March or so? I went to a couple of those classes with you that your wife was teaching, and it was just so hot in there. Yeah. Like when I get hot, like the fluids come out. You know, like I'm sweating. I was next to you, and the fluids came so out. So I just don't know how people like wear leggings to hot yoga and like don't die. Oh yeah, and that's actually not as hot as it gets. I mean, yeah, I'm, I was fine with that level hers, of heat. You know, hers wasn't too. She actually was sometimes would turn it down, open the door up a little bit to give us a little breath of fresh air. But yeah, it's hot. Do you feel like yoga has been helpful to you, Dave? Extremely helpful. In fact, mentally or physically? Uh, both. Actually, really interesting. And I'm, and there's not the you know the whole mind body thing. You know, and and um, if you that yoga to me not being always open to that, I I am open to it, and it's, it's really affected me both physically and mentally. I think it's great. Has it made you stronger in the gym? Um, I found that the gym, the, the yoga has made me more flexible. Um, but the gym has made me able to do yoga better because it made me stronger, like to 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 hold some of the poses. But I, I, so I think my baseline was a little bit better. Jules, yoga, yes, no. I love it. You love it. But I haven't done it in a while. I mm. miss it. I want to go back and I want to explore it more. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do like it. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing, at least how Jen teaches it, it's really. <gasps> you said her name. I, I oh, third time. Third God. Third um, first time. Is that she got to check the tape? That they, you need some more water. <laughs> yeah, I do. That she, that yoga, that she, you know, her, her big push is that make yoga work for you. Like you don't have to. It's not all about how you hold a pose and be the exact way, but making that's comfortable for you. And uh, it's no, it's really. I think yoga is great. I think I think that more people should do it. Simple as that. How do you feel about planks? Planks are tough. Um, you have a favorite plank, Dave? <laughs> like the side plank, you know, with the arm extension. Actually, legs I, did up. Side, I did a side plank on on, on Saturday night in my Hold tricep. Hold it for 60 seconds, 90 seconds, about, 120 seconds. What's the cap for you? It was about to explode. My side plank, like probably 30 to 40. What? Uh, you should be on the side plank for at least a minute and a half. Uh, why don't we We should We should do, do it. We maybe, could have, maybe not right here, no. but that, that's, that's, you know, it gets harder, though. Yeah, but that was three quarters way through the class. But I'm I'm happy to time it next time. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. Time I'm gonna go plank. home tonight and do a side plank, just fresh, and see how long I can hold it. I should probably plank more. Do you have a Do you have an arm you want me to do it on? Left versus rotate right? both sides. Right. So I do planks, which is like once every three weeks. So I'm just never the gym enough. I'll do like like the regular. You know, you know, both arms down, looking forward, and try to do it for like you know two minutes, right? And then the side planks, two minutes hard. Two do like, minutes. Do like three cycles. It's crazy. But some people can plank for five minutes. Maybe maybe I was counting wrong. Maybe it was like five minutes. I don't think it was plank. five minutes. I'm not even there's sure zero, anymore. I'm, I, there's zero it was a blur to me. Plank. The guy, it was just so sweaty in there. I just, I, I just. Wait, was this a BSC or this a yoga that you were planking? Oh, I'm not planking at BSC. I'm working out at BSC. I am yo. Wow. I was planking at yoga. I'm planking at Planet what? Fitness Why? in Barica. That's like what the I'm only, doing. There's what? a plank are you, area. Are you also doing that rope thing, like moving those big thick ropes around, trying to work do you the do delts? That? I think you pro rope. I think it's silly, personally. I think you know what. You think it's not helping your back get stronger? I think get off the stairmaster and walk up the stairs. I think you know. What? You know, I think that. What is your? Are you belittling people working no, out inside? No, no. I just think no, 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 no. Oh, get off the stairmaster and walk no, up the actual no, stairs. No, no, no. No, I just think it's. I think that we have invented a lot of different ways to exercise and it, you, we just get back to exercise right and you know in going back you know to the generation x right we've been through aerobics and, and we've been Tybo. through Tybo. julie definitely did Tybo, right um just say yes kickboxing yeah yeah she did it and definitely. she was in the thick of and that step family. aerobics right okay. you know and now we get you know shanti and, and that. you know it's all and you got tb12 krav maga krav maga there uh, we go yeah yeah so it's 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 you know Exercise can be simple, right? So you're anti rope. I'm not. Yeah, you're I'm kind I'm of not, like anti, kind of, you're kind of like pro plank. I'm pro. Just get out there. You're and do pro something. like the, rust, the rusty something. bars at BSC that get the orange stuff on your hands, like the old Brandeis gym. You like that too? Oh, the, no. We'll go back there. In and a then while. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, get out there, go for a walk, walk your dog, jog in place, jumping jacks, jump rope, treadmill, maybe. You know, just be active. Are, are body weight exercises better for you than actually using weights? I think there should be a mix, and there actually is. I mean, you know, strengthening your bones with free weights bones. is extremely important, especially as you get older. Am I running too much, Dave? I run every day. You I'm, run I'm a running lot. Too much. You run a lot. You're yeah. like the guy that ran like 76 hours straight and, and ate like five pizzas at an intersection at two in the morning to, to I, fuel him. I watch. I watch the documentaries about endurance runners. I'm like, yeah. I, part of me is like, I wish I could. You do would it. do that. But they run like there's a thing in, in it's called the the self transcendence marathon in New York. Have you heard about it? I have not. It's a I one, just just did actually. It's a it's a half mile loop. 
and you're supposed to run 3,000 something, something miles. They literally run 12 hours, 14 hours a day for like 50 days, constantly circle, 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 loop, processing loop, that. loop. And like, how do you do it? So one time, do you, like, don't you want to do that? Don't, don't you want to try? One time, I almost did that. One time I was- You I almost was, ran for 50 straight days, I, 50, 70 I miles a I day? I don't know if you've ever been to the Boston Sports Club in Waltham, but there's an eighth of a mile track around the Where gym. is that? The Boston Sports Club in Waltham. Yeah, where is it? Well, it's, well, it's actually it's um where it's where the Celtics used. To oh, over there by, by the reservoir. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I I one time when Health I was, Point. Thank you. Got it. Was it was it ever BSC? Was it maybe it changed? Maybe it wasn't. No, you tell and, me, dude. Anyways, you're making the claim, not me. I'm making it up. So I went to time had a run for training for something. I ran uh, seven miles a day on the treadmill, and I ran eight miles on an eighth of a mile track with a friend of mine around. So we ran about 56 times in an eighth of a mile loop. So that's not quite close to running a half mile loop. That's running eight miles on the track. But but an eighth of a mile loop. 56 times? But an eighth of a mile loop, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty steep curve. What's the longest track work you've ever done? Track track work? I once did an eight mile, eight mile run on an eight lane 400 meter track at Harvard in like the summer because I had time. Yeah. So like four laps around the eighth loops, four laps or like an hour, you know, whatever it was. And yeah. it's an extra extra distance around the, on the you know, so it was like eight, eight plus miles. But you in the outside lane, you really pushed it. Well, no, I started, but like when I run on track now, I'll do like, like I'm doing 5K, I'll do two, two laps per lane you, and come you, in, you know, or I'll do like four, you know, a mile and each to do 10K, you know. Were you yelling at the walkers on the, in, yeah, off the inside lane. Which leads me to the Dave Geller irrational act of, of all time, right? <laughs> so we're going to have a segment perhaps called the Dave Geller irrational act of the week. You know, I have three examples here, um, but I'm going to lead with this one, Dave. So it, there was that time that Dave almost started a fight on the Minuteman bikeway. How would you tell that story? I would leave out the, the starting the fight phrase. <laughs> you literally almost started the fight in the Minuteman bikeway, well, and I well, was, was there. Was that was that was that when the biker? Um, you know what it was. You can. You know what it was. You, you tell me the story. You tell the story, and then I'll correct it. No, we, you and I were running as we often do. That's how that's how we you know, leave him from spend the, leave him on the train in Bedford, heading toward Lexington. And just go for a long run, and the bike path can get a little crowded sometimes. We all know that. It can be a little dangerous too, um, with a mix of walkers and strollers deer. and runners and deer and mm-hmm. coyotes. 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 Bats. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think we were overtaken a little quickly by a, a bicyclist who was a little aggressive. He was also like 80 years old. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think you're remembering wrong. He wasn't younger than me. <laughs> but he was a little aggressive with his um, on your right or left or whatever. And you and I couldn't figure no, no, out. Did, didn't he not call it out? Or he called it out the last minute? I think I think we we saw him, heard him coming. And he didn't say anything, so we kind of... We? It was you. No, we, were, <laughs> we, we were running together. Yep. And I think you went left, I went right. Yep. I think you dove into the woods. No, and, and it frustrated him. Or something happened, and he was not happy. And I just responded to his emotional outburst in my own way. And there was almost a fight. He kept going. You couldn't let it go. You had to have the last word. It's like yeah. my kids. They always have the last word at the table. Like, just stop. Like, stop escalating. Dave has a hard time not escalating. Or as I said to you, like when you turn the switch on, sometimes it's hard to turn the switch off. <laughs> Just like right now. <laughs> Just like right now. Uh, any questions for me, Dave? Any questions for me I think you're wondering about? So how'd you enjoy Brandeis? How did I do? Well, we both went to Brandeis, Dave, which is great. Um, and so did uh, my wife, Elizabeth. Um, I thought Brandeis was fabulous. I had a really great time. You know, didn't do a whole lot that was productive for later in life, but studied politics, learned some Hebrew, met a beautiful girl. Play a lot of pickup basketball. Aww. Play a lot of pickup basketball, and um, emerged unscathed. You know, how did you enjoy Brandeis? I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think I extracted as much as I could have from it. Um, if I was there, time when, when you were there, you could do it all over again. Or... I was taking some different courses outside the science. Would you have joined the, the better fraternity than when you joined? Because mine was better than yours. Oh, sorry. Well, let's just we'll we'll go back to who the founding father was of the of one of those fraternities. Me. And who, who not Bacall, Bard, who, who, Blatter, who, who joined later on? <laughs> no, I like Brandeis a lot. I like Brandeis a lot. Coming from Maine, it was a, it was a great, great place to go. Uh, no, it's all good, all good. Uh, but, but are you sad that the castle is now gone to Brandeis and there and there and that history has been I'm demolished? Em- I'm embarrassed because I I think I was in the, in the castle a uh, total of like two or three times. I don't think I even went to Chumley's, right? Which was... <laughs> Never went there once. Oh, good. It was funny. A woman works for me now who grew up in Waltham and she's like, oh, you went to... Like, good, good Waltham accent. Oh, I went to Brandeis. When I was a kid, we used to go in the castle and run around. 
and you said, and just and get caught by the cops. So I'm like, said, oh, do you know my friend Dave Geller? <laughs> we, we used to go to Mama Josie's and do the same thing. Mama Josie's. Oh my gosh, that place was great. Cappy's. Cappy's. Carl's. No, it wasn't Cappy's. There was a, another uh, store downtown. I think of what it was later on. But anyway. Well, it was originally the Vic, it was the Victory, and then it was the now it's the now it's the it's the main it's a Hannaford. It's a main company. Is Hannaford a main company? Hannaford, I or think, is a, New is a main company. You're talking about the the, the old, supermarket that the, 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 had the world's largest meat department. That was when they advertised. It's no longer true. And and after then they had a huge fire, right? And then they had to change the sign to the, the world's largest barbecued meat department. That's like <laughs> deep wall thing. That, oh that place was God. great though, right? Because they had the, the supermarket upstairs, and there was like a pseudo building nineteen store in the basement where you could buy any, you know, any kind of chuchkala. You could buy toys and clothes. It's a thing of the past now. I, I have some good Waltham nostalgia. I still run there. Every, I, go, I go go to like Prospect Hill and run up and run around and run back, you know, but we'll see, maybe, maybe one of my five kids will go to Brandeis. We can only hope. We can only hope. Or maybe they'll go to Skidmore like the, like the Gellers. The, the, the older Geller girls. Um, any plans for the, uh, for the new year, Dave, 2020 going to be happening? Anything going on between now and then? Uh, hopefully some time away. Maybe go up north, do a little skiing, spend yeah. a little time with the family. All right. And um, any other unresolved issues we should talk about? Unresolved issues. Unresolved issues. Just the strange tension on the bike path that occurs <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I think I think you and I have to run more together. We used to run a lot together. Well, we I blame you. I, we have to get back to that. Well, I blame I blame both of us. We're a little busy with our lives. Um, and what else, Dave? Anything else, you, anything else that you want to be watching, listening to, or seeing? Are you going to go see, uh, uh, what is it, Rise of Skywalker or whatever the next one is? Going to see some Star I Wars? I actually just started, I was taping, TNT had a marathon of some of the Star Wars movies. And I don't know about you, but I've only seen Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and half of Return of the Jedi. Short of that, I've seen none of the other movies. What are you talking about? I'm, that's what I'm talking about. What? And so I'm... You haven't I'm, seen Rogue One, Force no, Awakens? Nope. I'm those are pretty good, actually. I'm try, I've heard they're great. Well, some of them are better than others, so I'm going to try to watch those. We just watched Abominable a couple nights ago, which is probably not quite Star Wars-esque, but I pretty good. I what that is. So talking about, it's an it's a animated movie. You have oh, five kids. Oh, wow. it, 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 you, may, you, may, you may come across it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, in terms of watching, I'm hoping that all these series I, I like to watch like uh, Better Call Saul and Ozark all come out with a some new episodes. One can hope. One can hope. So, you know, st- just a spoiler, you know, the, the original Star Wars are, are, you know, wonderful. You know, the prequels, you could probably live without. The recent batch, which you would say probably began with The Force Awakens, I think, which was really good. Rogue One, which I thought was tremendous. Hmm. Uh, I did not see Solo. Heard it was okay. I saw The Last Jedi and fell asleep twice, which means it probably wasn't that good and didn't enjoy it. So I'm like, I'm not going to run out and see the new one. The reviews weren't that great. Um, have your kids, have all of you, do you have any, with these movies, age ranges that you would recommend, not recommend kids to see? So good question. So we just, I think we just watched the original first one with my second grader, which feels like about when we showed everybody else that. Um, but my oldest, my 11th grader, went to see the new one on Saturday and reported that it was excellent. So I'm like, is that like a generational comment? Am I going to like it less? Are you going to like it more? No, it's awesome. It closed the whole story. But the reviews were terrible. Reviews were like, were not great. The reviews for Cats, by the way, in case you miss it, are abominable. abominable. Not that I was going to see it, so yeah. I'm not going to see Cats. But I do want to see that movie Knives Out. Have you seen Cats, though, the the play, the theater play? I have play. not seen You've Cats. You've never seen Cats. Yeah, that's, it's, so it's, I haven't seen Cats. I love Taylor Swift. I hated the song she released for the movie, and their views make it sound like probably one of the worst movies ever made. So not that I was going to see it. Now I'm definitely not going to see it. I would recommend seeing the, the, the theater play. I don't know I'm about not gonna the go, movie. Uh, now that they ruined it for I'm you. I'm really pro-theater, and I love theater, and we're lucky to live here where plays come by you know, pretty frequently. Uh, you seen Hamilton? I think you have, right? We have not seen Hamilton. We saw it last year in Providence. Have you seen De- Evan Hansen? Uh, almost went, decided not to go because this is probably my last p- cultural comment. I don't like plays or like um, media that in the end kind of like suck, you know, make you upset, you know? So this is my comment about like all the movies that win best picture, you know, think about Million Dollar Baby. You think mm. about La La Land. You think about, you think about Mystic uh, River. You think about <laughs> that's not what I was thinking about. Um, you think, you about, think about Star, and you think about Star is Born. Like they're all they grab you at the beginning and you're like this is a great story. I get what's happening. You're rooting for like the happy ending that you know is not going to happen, and the ending always like rips out your guts. Yeah. So I don't like that. I didn't like Million Dollar Baby's end. I didn't like La La's end. Although I get it. 
I just couldn't watch the end of A Star Is Born because I knew it would be like super upsetting. Have so you just seen me with the first hour? Have you, you know seen I mean? It's a Wonderful Life? That's a great ending. It's a feel good ending if you haven't seen it. I don't strongly recommend it. I haven't seen it. Sorry. It, but I mean, you, but I, I would call the Christmas movie, right? And I, you know, didn't really grow up with that sort of, you know, with that stuff. So I probably should have seen it by now. But have you seen Eight Crazy Nights? Uh, haven't seen that either. But well, yeah. but you should see that that movie, uh, Uncut Gems, with Adam Sandler. And oh Kevin, yeah, I heard. I listened Kevin to the podcast. Garnett. So Bill Simmons did a podcast with Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler last week, and I think the movie is going to be great. And there's there's whispers of Adam Sandler getting an Oscar nomination, not even for comedy, but just for his acting as that in that role, which makes it worth seeing. And also Knives Out, which is supposed to be great. Um, with Daniel Craig with a southern accent, James Bond with a southern accent. Um, should be pretty good. So I'm excited to see. Perhaps if I can find time in my uh, not not busy schedule to see those movies, we'll see how it goes. You saw The Nutcracker. Uh, I see it every year. For how many how many years straight is that? No, no, not that many. Not as many yeah. as you think. Um, but if you're looking for a theater recommendation and you're going to New York saying, what should I see? I would say just go see, uh, go see Come From Away, which everyone mm. who I've talked to since I've seen it uh, you know, in the summer of 2018, the play literally changed my life. We saw it again in Providence a few weeks ago and just an uplifting story. For everyone that lived through 9-11 hmm. uh, and has a memory of that, like this play doesn't sound like it's going to be amazing and it's incredibly well done. The music is phenomenal. It's still relevant. And I still got the chills like a thousand times when I saw it a few weeks ago. So if you're in New York or you're in a city where it's been traveling to, um, you know, go check it out. It's money that's certainly well spent. That's a strong recommendation. It's my my strongest, and I, I, you know, I've seen plays which have changed my life. Like I saw Les Mis, and it changed my life. No joke, right? Mm. Um, in some ways, I find like like with a with a play, like if you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, like the surprise and the amazement of seeing it and having the experience actually makes it that much better. Um, kind of like watching a movie on an airplane, perhaps. Um, May I ask how Les Mis changed your life? It was like the first musical I really loved. Like I didn't really know about theater and musicals until that point. So, you know, the funnier story is that we, we put on a, a camp production of Les Mis in 93 and, and I got assigned the role of Marius. I just didn't know the music. I had mm. no idea what it was. So I spent all summer like learning music and songs. And then like I went home and I bought the tape, the tape, right? The double-sided or the double tape album from Les Mis and like listened to the crap out of it for years, mm. right? And then the funniest part was then when I actually saw the actual production, I think it was like fall of 96, when you had the tape, and my friend Dave Levy had a comment on this on Twitter like a year ago, when you had the tape and not the CD, you didn't know about the first part of Les Mis when he like gets the yellow ticket of leave and like goes and steals the silver. Like that whole thing was like, what is this play? This isn't Les Mis. I didn't know this part. Hmm. Um, but it was so cool to be like, oh, there's things I didn't realize as an 18-year-old about this play, which made it even better. And of course, if you see the play now, it's still there. If you saw the movie with, um, uh, with what's his name? Russell Crowe, right? And, 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 and maybe it was Hugh Jackman in that too, so, I think. You know? So Les Mis made you fall in love with theater? Well, We're, Fall in Love is strong. I was never really in plays again. and um, But, like, I, I listened to theater soundtracks, you know, like a pop culture consumer, perhaps. What's the first play you ever saw growing up in theater? Not not a school play where someone played a tree. Like 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 as a five-year-old going to, like, yeah, like family like, theater exactly. with my parents? No, I think like was, going down to Boston. Oh, that was like this, yeah. Really? Yeah. That, wow, 93. Like we were in a theater family, so there we go. Interesting. So that, that, that sort of says me. You, I, and yeah, we, we saw Hamilton you know, last summer for my wife's birthday present, and she really enjoyed it. But again, I think the problem with me seeing Hamilton was I think I think I knew too much about it when I saw it. Like I had read the book. I was familiar with the music. So it wasn't like I had no idea this was going to be happening. So was it great? Yes. Was it worth seeing? Absolutely. Did I appreciate it? Yes. Might it have been better if I knew nothing about it when I saw it? Maybe. Do I think you should see it, Dave? I do think you should see it. Um, but my strongest possible endorsement for any play that I have seen uh, is Come From Away. Okay, uh, I'll take that. Second then, so down the soundtrack, enjoy it, sing along, and then feel uplifted if you ever get a chance to see it. And you can go see Cats. Uh, which I will not be seeing. So uh, with our salt lamp here, wishing us well, with 2020 on the horizon, with Julie, our producer, hanging out. Uh, hey I want to say what a great first dip in the water of podcasting day. Really enjoyed our conversation today. I've had a great time. Thanks for having me, Dan. And we'll see if the name sticks, and we'll see what else we think of for next time. All righty. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Holidays.